You are listening to the Riverbend Youth Podcast. We hope this teaching deepens your relationship with Jesus and encourages you to share your faith with others. Please enjoy the message. Last week was Valentine's Day, right? Y'all remember? I took my two boys, I have a seven and a nine-year-old, he's about to be eight, to their Valentine's Day dance at their school. It was adorable, you guys, precious. On the way there, Mr. Everett, my second grader, tells me that he was going to ask this girl named Miranda to be his Valentine. Now, Everett has had a crush on Miranda for a really long time, but she's in a different class. You're in a different class at school, so they don't get to see each other very often and stuff, like maybe just in passing or, you know, at recess or lunch or something like that. So, Everett, he has this note in his pocket, and it's folded up, and he's colored it and everything, and on the outside it says, like, will you be my valentine? And he's made another note that has, like, five things listed about him. Like, these are, these are some things that you could know about me. Like, um, my favorite color is green, and I, I have a, a pet snake, and, and I ride my dirt bike. I don't know what he put, but it's just so that she knows him and stuff like that. And uh, I think it's, like, literally the kind of checkbox yes or no kind of thing. And so he has this, and, and we get to the dance, and Everett is nervously walking around with, with the note looking for Miranda. I'm like, do you know that Miranda's even going to be at this dance? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, she said she was, but I don't see her anywhere. And so he's looking around. He's kind of fidgeting and everything. No Miranda. Um, and so he, he uh, hands me the note. He's like, Dad, will you hang on to this note? Because I don't know if she's going to show up. And so he's just dancing around, walking around alone. But then, like a radiant glow of sunshine, through the door walks Miranda. And I'm like, Everett, there she is. I give him the note, you guys. And he's got all this courage, like, worked up about him. And he takes a note. And uh, he's hesitant at first. You know, he's nervous. Like, you know the feeling. You know how nervous you are when people are watching and stuff. And you're about to just shoot your shot. So he goes up there. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he, he gives her the note. He ex- and I, I'm, I'm far away, like I'm in the, the bleachers, and I see him just extend his, his arm with the note in hand to Miranda. Um, and then it looks like it's going well, like they're talking, and then I see him lower his hand with the note and put the note back in his pocket, and then he walks back to me, kind of hanging his head a little bit. So I was like, what happened? And he's smiling, actually, which is weird, because I was like, it looked like, from my perspective, you just got shut down. Why are you smiling? And he said, um, well, Dad, she already has a Valentine. Um, so she said, she said no. But she said, maybe next year. <laughs> and I like, oh, that is the best because he doesn't know yet that when a girl says maybe next year, it really just means no. Um, but like, but my hope is big out for him. And so now you guys all know we can be rooting on Everett and Miranda, the hottest couple of 2025. Okay. It's coming. We believe. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, 
Dating and relationships, bro, it starts young. Like, uh, I had some parents already saying, you're all going to do this series on dating and relationships. My kid's in sixth grade. My kids said, they're not thinking about that yet. I'm like, my second grader is literally out here spitting game. Like, they're, they're thinking about it. So, uh, and he has more than me, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> we're, we're talking about dating and relationships. Um, and I don't know about you, but there's not a whole lot in the Bible. Like, I'm cruising through the Bible, like, trying to find passages on this. And there just aren't that many that talk about it, at least not the way that we talk about it today. But if you do have a Bible, go ahead and open it up to Proverbs chapter 24. You can get there in your paper Bible or on your phone and version app. But yeah, bring them every week because we're going to be in them. If you want to get to Proverbs, it's right smack in the middle. Like, if you have a Bible, hold it and then open it up as much to the middle as humanly possible, and that's, you'll probably hit Proverbs. Um, And we're going to be in chapter 24, like I said. Now, while you're getting there, Proverbs was written by this dude named Solomon. We've talked about Solomon in here before. He was known by Benny to be one of the wisest people, if not the wisest person to ever live. He was also extremely wealthy, one of the richest people to ever live, even when you compare him to people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk in the modern day. Like Solomon had more comparatively and culturally. So, um, Whenever he talks, like, I want to listen, okay? In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 7, he says this about dating and relationships. Put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. You're like, Ren, what the flip? I thought you were talking about dating and relationships, not general contract work and construction. This guy's talking about building a house. What does that have to do? with building a relationship, well, you guys are smart enough to know that it's a metaphor, right? And in his wisdom, Solomon is essentially saying this. He's essentially saying, prepare your land first so that you can build something stable on it and then get to work building that stable thing on the land that you have prepared. So here's my illustration with this passage, okay? Here's a picture of the Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa is the tallest building in the world, and our triple wide screens don't even do it justice, but I love this building. It's so freaking cool. Um, It's a multi-use skyscraper in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, and it is 2,722 feet tall, which is just over half a mile. The building is half a mile tall. It's currently the tallest building in the world. And imagine this building being the beautiful relationship that you want to build, that you want to have. You, your relationship wants to be this, okay? And this is the goal. Did you know that over 45,000 cubic meters of concrete weighing more than 110,000 tons were used to construct the concrete and steel foundation of this building, which reaches 164 feet underground. There's 164 feet that you don't even see because it's steel and concrete under the surface, creating a foundation that is necessary for a building like that to even stand sturdily over time. It took over a year just to excavate the foundation. But can you imagine what it would be like if they didn't do that? If they didn't build that foundation and take the time necessary to put in the groundwork and even the underground work, the stuff that no one even saw. It's like you've been working on building that building 
for a year. And if I'm standing on the ground, I don't see anything. It's like you haven't even made any progress. You've done nothing as far as I can see. But you were laying that foundation. You were getting the land ready. And that is required to build a building. People don't see it. People aren't going to appreciate it. It's not cool looking, right? There's nothing glamorous or sexy about it. It's, it's a foundation, but it's necessary. If it, if it wasn't the case, the building would crumble and the building would fall. If you try to build that on just the sand, that's exactly what would happen. This is why we need to work on our foundation before we ever try to start building a relationship on top of it. You know what's crazy? The architect, the lead architect of the Burj Khalifa originally designed the tower. I love this. The tower was originally designed to be 2,297 feet tall. If you'll remember, I said that the Burj Khalifa stands at over half a mile, 2,700 and 22 feet tall. What happened was, it, during the year that they were laying this foundation, the lead architect went back to the drawing board. He had the time to be able to do the math, to work out the, the physics, and to make the building ultimately 500 feet taller than it was originally going to be. He put in the time and energy during that time to make it even better than it was ever going to be. And I think the same thing can be true whenever we work on our foundation and we bring a person into it too. This looks like getting yourself ready before you add someone else to the picture. So you got to have the discipline, right? To say, look, I might not be ready. My foundation might not be there yet. And that's okay. It'd be better than jumping into something prematurely. This is going to topple over at some point and be really destructive. You can think of it like this. I heard this once, and I think it's true. The, the right person at the wrong time is the wrong person. And I think you can take that to the bank. If you want to date a person who has a really strong faith, you're like, I'm just looking for a, 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 a person of God, you know, faith in Jesus. Do you have a strong faith? Do you have faith in God? Right? If you're saying, I want to date a person who's, very, who's trustworthy and honest, are you trustworthy and honest? Is that part of your foundation? You say, I want to date a person who speaks kindly to other people. Do you speak kindly to other people? See what I'm doing? You, you got to do this. We, we spend so much time looking outwardly. We don't do enough time looking inwardly at who we are at our foundation, right? We got to get that in order. I know, like I said, it was just Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. I'm watching it in my own kids. But look, God is love. And if you want to love someone, you've got to love him. And you've got to love yourself first, even too. Because Jesus says, love God and love people as you are loving yourself. There's a passage in 1 Corinthians. Probably a lot of us are familiar with it. If you've spent any time in church, you've probably heard this passage on love. It's kind of known as the love chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I think it's good practice to be reminded of this passage and try to put ourselves in place of the word love. 
So whenever I'm talking about building a foundation and doing uh, laying something that's 164 feet deep so that you can build something really great and beautiful on top of it, doing that work, it looks a lot like this. Love is patient and kind. Replace the word love with your name. I mean, do it in your head as I say it. Like, I am patient and kind. Can you say that and it be true? I'm patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. I don't demand my own way. I'm not irritable. I don't keep any record of wrongs. Like, I'm not going to be like, well, last year, remember? No. Love doesn't rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins. Love never gives up and never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That, dude, if that is your foundation, your relationships won't fall. And if it's the foundation of the person that you enter into the relationship with, if you're working on these things, like you're not going to be perfect. No one is, but this is the goal. Aspire for that to be a definition of your foundation. Who are you? You should be able to put your name in that verse, rattle it off, and it be true. Bro, nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. If you um, need to take a lot of time to get there, I think you'll be grateful that you did. But regardless, who you date might be temporary, but who you become is lasting. The person that you are, man, the person that you're you're becoming, the foundation that you're laying, because listen, You could lay a positive one, but you could also lay a foundation that's full of holes and full of weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Some of the habits and the things that we have, maybe even addictions, they could be rotting us from the inside out, making our foundation not stable. What are you going to be able to build on that? Maybe something. Probably not the Burj Khalifa. You just have to decide, and it starts with you. Jesus said this, and I think it specifically applies. This is in the book of Luke, um, chapter 6. In the New Testament, you got Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the four Gospels. And, and in Luke six forty six, Jesus says, he's talking to some people. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, and don't do what I tell you? You ever been in that? It's like, hey, we sing songs here on Sunday morning, and we say Jesus is Lord. And, but then throughout the week, we're not living like it. It's like, what are you doing? Everyone who comes and the same thing reply, applies to your relationships, right? It's like, hey, say you want to honor me with your body and with your words and everything like that, but you're in this relationship over here doing this. It's like, everyone who comes and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he's like. You know the right thing to do. There's a difference between knowing and doing. So if you're knowing the truth and living it, here's what you're like. You're like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And then when the flood arose and the stream broke against the house and it, it, it couldn't shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and doesn't do these words is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. If you just try to build it on the sand and when the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Some translations say, and great was the fall of it. 
It's one of the most extreme examples in the original Greek language that they can give of just utter destruction. The thing didn't just fall, but the shrapnel and, and, and like the blast around its fall had casualties and hurt the people around it. You ever seen a relationship end badly? It, it makes friendships sour and other relationships aren't just the same anymore afterwards sometimes, right? That's what it's like. So what do you need to do to strengthen your foundation? Maybe it's just reading that passage out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 over and over again. Maybe it's like printing it out, slapping it on your mirror and just being reminded of it or making it your lock screen or texting it to yourself and setting a reminder every day. I don't know. But what do you need to do? Is there something you need to give up? Is there something you need to stop doing? Is there something you need to start doing? Is there a new practice you can put in place in a relationship or now before you enter into one that's going to make a relationship better someday? Think on it, but do better than think on it. Pray on it. Legitimately talk to God about it. See what happens. Because I think God wants you to have good relationships, right? God is a relational God. He's in a relationship with us. He models this, this selflessness, this grace, this mercy, kindness, compassion. And we, who are his people, made in his image, are designed to do the same thing with the people that are close to us that we care about. So may you honor God in your relationships, whether it's present or future. And it may it start with you first. Thank you for listening to the Riverbend Youth Podcast. To learn about our mission, gatherings, and more, please follow us on Instagram at rbyouth or check out our website at riverbend.com students. If you are encouraged by this message, please subscribe, rate us, and consider our sharing our channel with a friend. Available anywhere you get podcasts.